What's up, honey? I'm Sadi Simone. For years, I was looking for a spiritual sanctuary, but never felt like I fit into the wellness space. I was so turned off by the idea that I had to fit into what spirituality should look like or should sound like, I carved out a niche of my own. By embracing my spiritual sassy nature, I became an embodied permission slip to allow others to do the same. Spiritually sass is owning where you fall on the many spectrums of life, living in a complex gray areas between normal and nonconformist. Whether you identify as plain vanilla or sparkly rainbow gelato, my community welcomes and celebrates you in all your delicious potential. This podcast is for people longing for an avant-garde awakening. On the Spiritually Sassy Show, we're going to explore and celebrate what it means to show up in your full power, feeling fabulous, looking fabulous, and making a fabulous impact together. One guest at a time, we're revolutionizing and redefining what it means to be spiritual in today's modern world. This episode is brought to you by the Institute for Integrative Nutrition. As I graduate myself, the health coaching certification has been a huge ally for me to be where I'm at today. Are you curious to learn more or thinking of kicking off a new chapter in your career? Head over to the show notes and click the link to get a delicious, massive discount of $2,000 off of your tuition when you pay in full or $1,500 off if you use a payment plan. And my love, don't forget, you have to use my name as a referral to get this epic discount. And just in case you forgot, my name is Sa Di Simone. Shannon Algio, we are here with this delicious, incredible, amazing being. Shannon Algio is a life coach, motivational speaker, yoga and meditation teacher, also a psychotherapist in training. Yes. Yes. He's the host of the iTunes top podcast, So Feed, which I've been on. Listen to it. It was a look, honey. So good. Yeah. Shannon has interviewed iconic wellness leaders um, like Deepak Chopra, which you know, Deepak has endorsed my new book. Gabby Bernstein, someone that I've been so uh, looking up to for, for a long time. Also, Marianne Williamson. Oh, my God. And Carolyn Mace. Carolyn Mace. That's it. right. Yeah. Um, Shannon works with clients to heal old patterns of trauma and negativity so they can powerfully show up in the world to live a life of power, presence, and purpose. Mm. Yes, you do that, honey. <laughs> Shannon was named one of the 2019 35 under 35 in the wellness to watch by Wonderlust and named one of the nicest instructors in New York City by Rate Your Burn for his yoga and meditation teacher um, classes. How sweet is that? And as you get to know, Shannon, you're going to see that like this the nicest instructor, so also sassy as fuck, but <laughs> I'm like, we'll so see about that. Sweet, honey. <laughs> yes. Uh, Shannon leads uh, corporate mindfulness programs for companies like the global nonprofit Rad, uh, which was founded by Bono, as well as several startup companies. In addition to giving talks for Lululemon and Wonderlust, Shannon was invited to speak at the United Nations for Yoga and the UN Culture of Peace. Mm. Shannon Aljo, welcome to the spiritual. Sassy show. Thank you. Yes. Spiritually sassy. Yes. So I'm happy so, to have you, my love. Oh my gosh. I'm so grateful and honored to be here and to know you and to be getting to have this conversation with you and all of the people listening right now. Oh my God. Yeah. So honored. And I have to just add a little, you know, little touch about it. Like, I have known about Shannon for a long time. Everyone would point me in his direction. And I just remember it's at, at not too long ago, it was when we actually like were able to deeply drop in and connect. I came to your house, we recorded the podcast, it was amazing. And I was like, oh shit, I'm finding tribe right here, honey. Mm. And it feels so good. And being in his presence is a gift. Oh. Having his eyes look at you is a gift. <laughs> Having his smile face you is a gift. Mm. You know? You know what I talk about blessing factory all the time, you guys? This is a blessing factory right here. Mm. Genuine 
sweet, sassy as fuck, fierce as, as fuck, and wise. Uh, so get ready for a delicious uh, podcast. Thank you, Sa. Wow, I feel so much of what you're saying to me, I feel about you. And I feel like it's been such a long time in the making for I've I've known of you about you. I've known you for years and I can't believe that it took us so long to drop in. But here we are. Finally, we have arrived. Oh, my God. And And I feel so good. Yeah, I feel friendship from you. I feel like a colleagueship from Mm -hmm. you. I feel a lot of exciting things. So thank yeah, you for having me. Me too. On- and it's really epic to be on this spiritual journey and have these leadership roles and to be in a space where we're truly honoring our queerness and truly embodied by it and living it and being bold and fierce about it, which I applaud you for having that courage. Thank you. Well, it's so, you know, we've been reflecting on this prior to hitting record. Like That's right. It's so rare and unique to have spiritually sassy space <laughs> amongst spiritual teachers and that's right um it's it's nice to have community and 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 have reflected in mm. like leadership in our community mm-hmm. gay men queer men mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. queer people mm-hmm. and so i think it's yeah i feel a lot of magic happening right me too here. so grateful oh my god uh we're gonna have a podcast at some point all about the high drama of queer spiritual dating honey <laughs> yes we'll give a little sampling today yeah, we'll but just we'll have drop a little main platter to come in the future Oh my God, it is really a journey. Uh, So let's begin, my love. I um, open the podcast always with this really big question, but who are you right now? I love this question. And the first thing that comes to mind is I have no fucking clue. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I have Uh, no fucking clue who I am. mm -hmm, Uh, You know, mm -hmm. Claire, who works with you, asked me, what what should we call you for the podcast? (laughs) And I emailed Claire back. I'm like, Claire, I don't know what to call me. Call me a unicorn. Call me a coach. The real answer to this question is, is I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like who am I? I am. I am. Con- I'll do a, give a better answer than that. Mm-hmm. But you know, is is I think I'm the person who's curious about who I am. Mm. Um, I'm the person who gets to be new every day. Mm. That's a permission slip I always try to give myself, and it can be so difficult to remember to do that. That's right. But like that, the Shannon who wakes up today and is living today doesn't have to be the Shannon of yesterday. Mm, That is big. Mm. Yeah. And I I felt a lot of pressure at some points in the last several years to sort of be this person that I was putting out. Mm -hmm. And that was an aspect of me. But then Mm -hmm. I would kind of circle back around the sun. Mm -hmm. Another year goes by and I'm like, wait, I (laughs) left a piece of me behind. (laughs) That's right. I didn't show the full me because I didn't know the full me. Mm Um, so it's like, it's just a constant self-inquiry of, of who am I? And yes, there are the aspects of me, the teacher, the sassy, mm-hmm. gay, queer, uh, meditation teacher, deep yoga nidra teacher, activist involved mm-hmm. in politics and wanting justice for all. But it's like, what is the constant mm-hmm. amongst mm-hmm. all of these different expressions of who I am? And I've, I've had a lot of struggle, to be totally honest, even recently. Mm-hmm. How do I merge? You know, I took not, not many people know this, but I took a stand up comedy class at the beginning of the year. Oh, our, shit. Our class show was in February. Oh, my God. And then the world ended. Well, oh. not ended, but changed. <laughs> That's right. Um, <laughs> and uh. so I, I love comedy. I love making people laugh. I told jokes and people laughed. And I was like, what the fuck is happening? Like, oh, my God. That is so sweet. Uh. But then this other part of me teaches deep yoga nidra and supports people in feeling really deep and rested in their nervous systems, which is a very mm-hmm. different different kind of energy than making people laugh on stage. That's right. And then another part of me is an activist who wants to be on the streets and be supporting Black Lives Matter and be looking at the injustices in our society mm-hmm. and not just be talking about them from a spiritual lens, but talking about them from an actual, mm-hmm. like, practical mm-hmm. lens. How do we get people their rights and mm-hmm. access mm-hmm. to the things that we, that, you know, I, I have the privilege of having? So I... So I'm in an exploration right now of like, how do I weave together my depth and meditation and my humor Mm -hmm. and my activism? Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's complex. Mm -hmm. It's like not necessarily Mm -hmm. what, uh, you know, a a clean image of, of what, what I've seen before. I haven't seen a lot of people do Mm -hmm. this. That's it. But isn't that 
what makes me me. That's right. That I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. Epic, honey. And one thing I love that you said so brilliantly, and I love when 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 I ask this question, it lands for people in this way. It's like, who I am today could who I am today um, is not who I was yesterday, or who I was a year ago, or who I was five years ago, and that's okay. And that's I'm okay. not beholden mm-hmm. to the past projections of self that I created. I don't have to be who I told people in the past I was. That's right. And I do sometimes I have to let go of like, oh, well, I'm going to disappoint people or, oh, people will mm-hmm. be like, really? That's yeah. who you are, Shannon? Yeah. And, and you know, I've seen it. I, I gain followers. I've lost a lot of followers. Mm-hmm. People don't like it sometimes mm-hmm. when I say what I believe. Mm-hmm. But, but I'm so committed to speaking my truth mm-hmm. to, you know, I, I love the quote, whether the room uh, fills up or the room empties, I'm going to be me. Mm, epic that is so delicious and for everybody listening like being on a spiritual path it really is about this constant ability to change and reintroduce yourself to yourself into the world yes and that is so profound that you can actually like be who you are today and 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 be at ease about that and then wake up tomorrow and be like i am new Yes. I am new and that's okay. And that means that you're progressing spiritually, period. And it gives other people permission to change. Mm-hmm. And and I just think like what we need in our world right now is people having the flexibility and willingness to look at like, oh yeah, I did believe that and I did say that, but let me look at that. Mm-hmm. Why do I believe that? Mm-hmm. Why do I why did I say that? Mm-hmm. How might that belief mm-hmm. be causing harm? Mm-hmm. Okay, like let's let, let me rethink this. Mm-hmm. And I think that that flexibility of self and not getting attached to our beliefs and our identities is how we can create something new and we need to create something, something new. new. Please, God. Oh, my God. I want to sort of trace back to one thing you, you opened uh, with. I'm just now finding out about the, about the stand-up comedy class. Can you talk about being on stage? Mm. And can you talk about the importance of humor? And how does that play into your life? Because if we look at your Instagram bio, which maybe have changed, but if we look at it like as of today, as my team was prepping for our podcast, um, it says deep rest, activism, humor. Um, so I kind of want to know how all these kind of these sort of things kind of like intersect and how they inform the you that you are today and the you that you are as a guide, as a teacher, as, as someone servicing the world as such with such large reach. And kind of follow up, kind of trace it back to my opening question about humor, stage, comedy. Because as you know, playfulness, spiritually sassiness, it requires playfulness. And that is how I equate spiritual progress, is how playful are you being? Mm, I love that. So take it I away. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's... it's um, I... You know, I, I, I teach meditation classes and I w- would teach at Unplug a lot when classes were open and, and things were open. Now I teach online. But when I would teach in front of the room, every once in a while I would say something and, and the room would laugh. Yeah. And I wasn't trying to necessarily make people laugh because I was preparing to teach a deep relaxation <laughs> and meditation. Yes. But I would feel good. I'd be like, oh, I'd be like, that landed. That was, I, I let a part of my silliness slip out. Mm-hmm. And so that's a tension I've had to kind of navigate is like there's this the kind of serious depth of like, mm-hmm. you know, the dark, dim room and the essential oils and laying mm-hmm. down and mm-hmm. going deep into the unconscious and people having really profound healing experiences. Mm-hmm. But then there's also like the 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 zinger, the play, the sass, mm-hmm. the fun. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, I went to school for musical theater and dance and performance. So I was, so I'm used to being on a stage. Mm-hmm. I grew up in that space and I kind of missed it. Mm-hmm. And I was watching all sorts of stand-up comedy. You, um, like, I'm trying to think of some people who I've watched, but I love watching stand-up comedy. Mm-hmm. I love it. I like, I think it's so alive and mm-hmm. it's so real. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's the, what really speaks to me about stand-up is how real it is. Mm-hmm. It's real and it's speaking to a truth in people that they can't help but laugh at how true it is. That's true. <laughs> it's like a light bulb, a collective consciousness light bulb. That's right. Um, and so, yeah, what it felt like to be on stage actually... It was so intense because what I didn't know about stand-up comedy is that it's incredibly scripted. 
incredibly scripted. So you rehearse these jokes and you see how they land and you're like kind of massaging the mm. script. And then you go up and you just go. And, and we had to do a five minute set. And I just was on the stage telling a joke. People were actually laughing at the jokes. And I was like, it, it felt like I was on MDMA. Mm. <laughs> Getting high on your own supply, honey. I was. It was electric. It was this, it, there was this exchange of energy between the w words coming out of my mouth of the joke and the laughter, the wall of laughter hitting me in the face. Mm. That was like this electric aliveness mm. that I, the whole time I was like, I'm so grateful for meditation. I don't think I could have done it without meditation because I was just breathing into my legs and my feet. I was just trying to stay on the earth. Mm -hmm. um, wow. Wow. That's amazing. And I went backstage and I laid on my back and my classmates were around me and I just like, I literally just like laid on my back and like fainted, passed out. Um, not actually passed out, but like uh -huh. dramatically passed yeah. out. High drama. <laughs> 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 oh my God, that is so sweet. I mean, mm. I would love to see more of that mm. from you personally, you know, like how you could incorporate more of that into your work now. You know, thank you. Yeah, it's it's um it's something that I was like, I I felt a big yes in my body. Like you got to keep going with this. Mm -hmm. um, and then the pandemic happened. So all of those sort of open mic stand up things that I was going to go to mm -hmm. stopped. And so I want to I want to continue to weave that in, because to your point earlier, the, the levity that the joke, the laughter, the open heartedness that goes with that is a doorway in mm -hmm. to the deeper mm -hmm. truth and experience. And it also, it softens people, like in the context of teaching meditation or preparing to teach a deep relaxation, mm -hmm. it makes people feel like they can relax. Mm -hmm. You have to be relaxed to laugh. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Have you found that you got serious on the spiritual path, that you lost this whole part of you? That you lost the humor, the playful, the stage you know, powerhouse, the, have you lost, did you ever lose that jokester part of you? Yeah, I think, I think it's always there. And it, it, like, yes and no, like it's who I am. Mm -hmm. But the question is, is like, how does it get worked into my teaching? How does mm -hmm. it get worked into the room? Mm -hmm. um, and I do think that there there have been points where I've been learning to to teach and it feels I mean there's a part of me, I'm like a Scorpio like serious like deep mm -hmm. there is a part of me that's so deep I'm like we don't have time for these jokes we got to go deep mm -hmm. and then there's a part of me that's like oh I'm sick of being deep I need like mm -hmm. I need some jokes I need some laughter let's mm -hmm. make fun of this whole fucking spiritual mm -hmm. world like mm -hmm. let's make fun of all of it it's all ridiculous mm -hmm. and so I I don't feel like I've lost it necessarily ever i'm really silly with my friends and my family mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um but in terms of working it into the work that i do mm -hmm. it it can easily fall by the wayside because mm -hmm. there's a serious job to get done mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and i found that the more playful and, and 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 humorous i am about these extremely challenging topics the more I'm able to get under the surface for people. Mm, you're so good at it too. The more I'm able to just pierce through, it's like what I've found for me. And that was, I asked you a question because it's something that I've sort of informed and oriented everything that I do today, mm -hmm. which is spiritually sassy wasn't spiritually sassy. It was like zombie Zen, <laughs> you know, it was like, you're laughing, you're not spiritual. You're being sexy and sensual mm. and, and, and connected to beauty and playfulness and dance and music and art and fashion you're not spiritual bye girl you're caught that was mm. sa mm. you know 1.1.0 version even 2.0 even 3.0 version all you know i've been to india uh, uh, now seven times you mm. know what i mean so all these journeys have slowly slowly kind of like deleted this programming that to be spiritual to do the deep work you have to be um, for me personally has been about eradicating and, and decolonizing my mind that to do the deep work, there is a level of forced seriousness uh, to get to that place. Mm. I, yeah, that makes so much sense. And it, it reminds me of, because I, I went to school for musical theater 
And it was that's act- what I mean. You're so informed, you know. You're so trained for. I'm like, I need this back. The world needs this, Shannon. Well, ironically, <laughs> that the musical theater training mm. sucked so much of the joy of performing. Oh fuck! Out of my 18, 19, mm. 20 year old self, because what from the time that I was 11 to 18. It was all play, fun, tap mm-hmm. dancing, singing, joking, performing, like e- everything. And then in college, it became a BFA. It became like mm-hmm. preparing for Broadway. It became about getting cast and having the perfect body and the perfect voice and sort of all of these, all of these boxes. That's right. And so it's, um, it's that kind of uh, quality in in the musical theater space where I felt kind of devoid of the joy that led me to yoga mm. where I was like, I just want to get on my yoga mat and do me. Like, I don't want to have to perform for you. I okay. don't want to have to like be good mm-hmm. for you. Mm-hmm. So that was my like retraction. Mm-hmm. And I was like on the yoga mat, I'm going to close my eyes. I'm going to pretend there's not 75 people in this room sweating with me. I'm going to say like, I don't care what the teacher's thinking because mm-hmm. they're busy teaching. And that's actually what got me to connect back into my deep mm. self, um, which, yeah, I mean, like, it's like, I don't know. I love being, I love being serious, but it's like, and I love to play. <laughs> and that merger, right? That dance incorporating both. I think that's the fine line of delivering high teachings in a really accessible way. Yeah. Like I'm going to take this practice seriously. I'm going to do the yoga. I'm going to meditate. I'm going to show up. I'm going to get shit done. Mm-hmm. I'm going to know that this practice has the power to profoundly transform myself and others. Mm. And at what point do you start like kind of just navel gazing so much that you lose the perspective that humor gives humor oh, gives so say much loud oh my god can you say that back again oh my yeah, god i know like, it's just channeled right now but like <laughs> say it loud we need it everybody in the back listen up honey everybody in the back yeah so if if you're navel gazing mm. so hard and taking it so seriously that you you're gonna lose yourself in yourself and the joy of the humor and the dance and the twerking and the fuckery and the madness and the playfulness, that's what gives you the reminder of the perspective that like, what are we even taking seriously? We're, we're these beings spinning around a sun. We happen to be alive. Billions of years that, that life has existed, mm. that this planet has existed. And like, so it's like, whatever, do whatever the fuck you want. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. Why not Have hurting fun. anybody and not, and not hurting yourself. Absolutely. And just yes. for the highest good of all. I mean, I would love to do the deep, uh, most, you know, like excavating the crevices of the mind where all the traumas have been hidden under while having a smile on my face. You know, while looking good, you know, while smelling good. Like I, I really aspire and constantly remind people that like healing does not does not need to be this like force, seriousness, zombie, zen, look like this, talk like this, you know, like fuck that. There's another way. There's another way and you embody yes. the other way. Thank you for that. Yeah, it's it's um it's the dance. Is mm-hmm. this the dance? of duality between, I I think it's the seriousness that gets you to show up for the practice consistently, Mm -hmm. but it's the joy that's Mm -hmm. going to make it sustainable. Oh, genius. Thank you for that, babe. Oh my God. I have a question. That's what you do. That's right. That's what every person who comes on this podcast does. Mm. Every person who comes on this podcast is an expert at this. Mm. That's the secret sauce of the podcast. Mm -hmm. That's the secret sauce of the spiritually sassy movement. Honey, hey, 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 hey. (laughs) I'm like, can you hear the snap? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you can. Listen, Tell us about Yoga Nidra. Oh, let's get deep. Because I know you're a, an expert at Yoga Nidra, and I think a lot of people not even might not be uh, aware of it. I even asked you, you know, you think that all these years of India studying with these radical saints, I would be like, yoga, what? I know all this shit. It's like, no, boo, I don't. I, so, I mean, I know, uh, given the context of our conversation and to a degree of it, but I would love for you to tell us what it is. Yeah, so... I, uh, Yoga Nidra has, has had a really profound healing effect on my mind and my body mm-hmm. and my soul. 
Um, and yoga nidra is the practice of rest and of being held by the divine goddess mother of the earth. Mm. And so when we do yoga, so yoga nidra is often translated as the art of transformational sleep or mm. enlightened sleep. Beautiful. So in the West, a lot of people associate yoga nidra with like a sleep practice. Like, mm-hmm. oh, it's to help me fall asleep, mm-hmm. which it can be that. That's right. It is, po- it is very possible to fall asleep. But yoga nidra is actually about becoming awake to the areas within yourself where you are sleeping. Oh my God. That's what the sleep part is. It's that we are asleep mm-hmm. and we need to wake up. Mm-hmm. And so it's, we create a yoga nidra nest. So it's a, it's like lay your ass on the ground mm-hmm. and make it comfy. Mm-hmm. Have all the cushions and the pillows. But if you don't, you can literally just lay on the ground and you might have something to cover your eyes or a pillow underneath the head. I have like a weighted blanket, like a 20-pound blanket that can go over the body, which is nice. That sounds so good. It's mm. about grounding. Like get, lay your ass down mm-hmm. and rest. Mm-hmm. I'm putting my hands on your meditation cushion where your ass <laughs> has sat for so many for meditations. so many years, yes. As I say ass. <laughs> yes. I wasn't even thinking about it. Um, uh. And so what happens is, is first we ground the body. Mm-hmm. So we can't go deep if the body doesn't feel safe. Mm-hmm. So we, cr- we and, and it's not always possible to feel safe in the body for all sorts of reasons, both right. internal and external. But we do as best a job we can mm-hmm. to create a container in which the body can feel safe. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, one of the yoga nidra practices is to place a vibration of healing light or a mantra or a sankalpa, which is a purified intention. Mm-hmm. So for me, my sankalpa, the essence of the vibration of it was it's safe to surrender. It's safe mm-hmm. to surrender. And so I placed the vibration of my, of my sankalpa, it's safe to surrender. Wow. In the 61 points of the body for 40 days, 40 day practice. Mm-hmm. And the sankalpa is the healing balm to all of the parts of me that believe so grippingly that it is not safe to surrender. It is wow. not safe to rest. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're going to lay down for 45 minutes? No, you need to make money. How are you going to pay your bills? Mm-hmm. What's going to happen? People might need you. What's happening on Instagram? What mm-hmm. if someone texts you? All the things that keep me out. Mm-hmm. It, yoga Nidra is a defiant practice of saying it can wait. Wow. And, and then there's the physiological and cycle, psychological component of placing that vibration in the different points of the body. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so what happens is the body rests, the mind lets go eventually, mm-hmm. and you can slip into this liminal state of consciousness mm-hmm, where you're not asleep, but you're not awake. Mm. And in that state, uh, I've had vivid memories like as if I'm in my childhood, like just there with a moment. Um, I've had, uh, the body can twitch. Mm-hmm. Sometimes there's like a release of mm-hmm. energy. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll have an inspired idea of like, oh my gosh, I want to reach out to that person or I want to do that thing. Like it really inspired ideas would come out. So I, I wrote my book from the Nidra state as much as possible. So I would do my practice, wow. come out, and then... The computer right. would be there and I would I would go. Wow. So that as much as possible, I was writing from a deeper space within myself mm-hmm. instead of consciously trying to write the good book, in, you know, in quotes, That's the good right. book. That's right. So it can be used for creativity. Mm-hmm. I've had people come up to me after class and say, I've been working with my therapist for five years to access my inner child and I've had no connection. And I just spent 40 minutes holding my inner child and weeping. Oh, my God. Um, I had someone once say, my brother died in a car accident. Mm. And for the first time, I felt him and I was with him oh. during this. So everyone has the uh, opportunity to get what they need mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in the practice. Mm-hmm. Because the nervous system feels like it can relax mm-hmm. and the brain waves really slow down mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you get to see... 
mm-hmm. the insights. That's right. And can you just quickly tell me about the placing the sankalpas in the 61 points in the body? Mm-hmm. Is it an actual bead? Is it a piece of, is it a flower? Is it a crystal? Or is it just like a, a, a mental noting of like these points? Yes. I'm so just curious for my own. I'm like, oh shit, that sounds delicious. Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> so it's it's a it's a visualization okay. of placing, you, uh, there's different ones that I've done. Um, and I want to just call out my teacher, Tracy Stanley, mm-hmm. um, and Chanti, uh, Takarante Perez, my yoga nidra teachers. Um, so there's placing a bluish white twinkling starlight point of light Mm, got it until there is a constellation of stars in the body and then you project that that constellation of stars into the night sky around you wow until you're surrounded by this healing light oh my god um and then there's a practice of bringing all of that starlight into the heart and going (sighs) into the cave of the heart oof uh, and then there's also the Soma practice mm-hmm. where you, you take the vapor of the nectar of the full moon and you place full moonlight in the 61 points. Mm-hmm. I did this on the night before the 2020 election, did, okay. teaching a class okay. because it's the feminine. It's the cooling down practice mm-hmm. of, you know, there's so much heat and activation That's and right. fire that it's like, a, you know, if you think about it from an Ayurvedic perspective it like calm it soothes the pitta Mm. to place the moonlight Mm -hmm. in the body and and give yourself the experience of soothing so and then i've done like rays of sunlight before so there's different ways Mm -hmm. to engage oh my god i love this oh i feel like i need it honey (laughs) 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 one more thing i'll say about it is that you what the rhythm and the cadence of the points does is you don't actually have to consciously think about all the points. Mm -hmm. You might think about some of them, Mm -hmm. but then you kind of slip into the vast spaciousness. Mm -hmm. And so when people come out there often like, what just happened? Where did I go? Mm -hmm. That felt Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. three minutes, Mm -hmm. but it was 45. Mm -hmm. So, so the points, the 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 points in the body are just like orienting you into this space, and then once you enter that space, then the work begins. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Oh, I love that. This sounds like something that we want to talk about in the podcast, honey. Sounds like sex for the soul. <laughs> Can you speak to that? I love it. I, you're getting like all the like angles of me. Well, honey, it's my job. <laughs> Once I spot a spiritually sassy teacher, I'm like, boo, welcome home, honey. <laughs> Let's go. I feel right at home. Um, so, you know, like, I've had so much uh, sex. <laughs> That's right. What I meant to say is, is that I've had all kinds of sex. Uh-huh. I've had the kind of sex that I feel like shit after. Mm -hmm. I have the kind of sex where I feel like it's just my body and my heart wasn't there. Mm. I've had the like, let's get it over with sex. I've Mm. had the sex where it's so good I never want to stop having it. Mm -hmm. Um, I've had the sex where to me it meant that this is like love forever. Mm -hmm. And to the other person it meant like wham, bam. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Mm ma'am. And so uh, I write about sex for the soul in my book because I learned from Shahar Kaspi who's an ex-Israeli uh, combat soldier Okay. who became a tantric sexual shaman mm. in Israel. Mm. And he teaches this acronym of communication mm. for how we should be communicating with each other before we just jump into the bed and start going mm-hmm. for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and this, this conversation is a, is a way to reduce harming one another okay because a lot of times we you know sex sex is such a big exchange of energy that's right and in our culture we don't have the communication skills often to navigate how do we honor each other through sex mm-hmm. um, how do we honor our souls mm-hmm. while we fuck mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so there's a lot of Beautiful. wounding mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. happens mm-hmm. so the acronym you mm. ready yeah please i'm like on the edge of the seat <laughs> come on this really changed a lot for me when i started having this conversation uh. with people b d s m r okay it's not what you think okay B-D- keep going b d s m r 
boundaries, desires, uh-huh. STIs, meaning, relationships. Mm. So boundaries are like, I don't want to have intercourse, but we can do everything else. Okay. Um, or I just want to kiss. Like communicating what are your boundaries. Uh, D are desires. Like, could you please tickle my ear? <laughs> I don't know, whatever you're into. I am living for this. I have no idea. I'm like <laughs> orienting my mind to the present moment, but you are literally lining me up. I'm, you know who I'm thinking about, about right now. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> I'm here, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. I'm here. Present moment, present moment, present moment. Oh my God. <gasps> I just want to send a text message right now. But stop. Okay, B, D, uh, go. Keep going. Uh-huh. So, so each person gets to communicate desires. Each person gets to check in about STIs. When was the last time you were tested? Mm-hmm. Um, what were those results? Mm-hmm. M, meaning. What is the meaning of this for you? Like for me, this might mean, like if I put my dick in you, mm-hmm. getting real, baby, mm-hmm. how spiritually sassy audience can That's handle right. it. That's right. That means like, I love you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and like, I want to be in a relationship with you. Mm-hmm. I don't, I, I'm making this up. But mm-hmm. like for someone. Oh, I want that. For someone. It's <laughs> <laughs> usually what it means for me. For someone else, it might mean like, this is just fun. Mm-hmm. So being clear about what the meaning is for each person is the embodied intention. So mm. when we bring our bodies together, there is intention happening. That's right. The, the, the thing is, we usually don't know what the intention is. And so then it's unconscious meets unconscious meets big bang. Mm-hmm. And then there's a mess. Mm-hmm. And you can't always prevent the mess, but we can commu- we can do better at communicating. So That's right. Um, our... Like other relationships, are you single? Are you married? Are you open in an open relationship? Just being clear about other significant mm-hmm. relationships. Mm-hmm. And oh wait, did I did I leave one out? B D D S M R. I think I got it. What was the M meaning? Meaning. Okay. S S T I S. Okay, got it. Yeah, you got all of it. Oh wow. Yeah. Oh my God, I am living for this so you talk about this in in your first book yeah. it doesn't feel like it's your first book though <laughs> like but it, congratulations Thank first you. book trust your truth coming Woo! out soon i know it's available for pre-order now and i can't wait to read it can you share about a little bit about the book and then i have a hard question i ask all authors mm. tell me about the book a little bit trust your truth such a delicious title Thank you. I just I feel like ever since I ever since I spent time with you up at your house in Topanga and we recorded the podcast and you spoke about trusting your truth, I have been I have been really orienting my mind with that knowing. Trust your truth. Trust and in my vocabulary, you know, Vajrayana Buddhism, it's it's to trust that seed of enlightenment. Trust that that Buddha nature is the truth of who I am. Trust that there's an enlightened part of me that's already uh, already fully awake. And the the the, the yoga nidra uh, vocabulary used about waking up to what's at sleep within us. It's such a Buddhist uh, part of Buddhist philosophy. Enormously, it said that the Buddha was, you know, someone asked like, "What happened to you? You got you 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 are all like glowing, and your skin is like gold." And what happens? Like. I'm just awake, honey. <laughs> that was it. That was like his first answer to a group of people who just like stumbled upon him in the forest when the moment, the night after he had gone all the way. Mm. He just says, I'm awake. Mm-hmm. That was the answer. How simple and how divine, right? Mm. But we perceive that awakefulness as, as just a radical. It's, it, you can tell when you're in the presence of someone who's awake. You can tell because when we are in the presence of people who are on autopilot, it is, I spoke about this yesterday um, on a, on a piece of content that I created. I haven't posted about it yet, but it feels, if it literally feels like intoxicate, it feels suffocating to be in the presence of someone who is on autopilot, who is mm. not awake at all. Um, but it's our job as spiritually sassy warriors to like, 
you know, offer them a blessing, wish that they become awake. And maybe go as far as saying, I wish you to become awake before I do so you can show me the way, you know, really putting that on there. Mm -hmm. But back to you. Tell me about Trust Your Truth, honey. Thank you for that beautiful title. Yeah, and thank you for that just like channel of wisdom that just came through. (laughs) Uh, So beautiful to get to Mm -hmm. see it. I wish you all were here watching this. Oh, honey, yes. Um. Yeah, that that is it's like how deep how deep can I go? And you called it the seed of enlightenment. Mm. How how willing? I, you know, I I I say um, in the book, one of the bravest journeys is the journey inward. Oh, because this is courageous work. <laughs> this is like it's big work. I I get it. I get why some folks, including myself sometimes, just don't want to do... I don't want to do the deep work. I just want to have a nice night. That's right. (laughs) I just... You know, like, it it almost would be easy to sleep sometimes, Mm -hmm. to be asleep at the wheel until you get in a car accident. (laughs) You're like, oh, I was asleep at the wheel. That's right. So I wrote Trust Your Truth because I... Well... I woke the fuck up (laughs) and what woke me the fuck up Mm. was a traumatic breakup Mm -hmm. where, uh, and this really was the inspiration for the book. Mm. And I'm so grateful to my ex and, and to our, our beautiful and tragic relationship because it gave me one of the best and most beautiful and important necessary lessons of my life, Mm -hmm. which is like, I felt in my body that my ex did not, want monogamy and maybe was even not being monogamous Mm. and faithful in our agreement. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we went through a whole process of like, of that, of like me feeling like, Hey, I feel like this thing is happening. Is it happening? And then he would deflect and get angry with me for, for accusing him. And Mm -hmm. then we would get into a fight Mm -hmm. and I would act out because Mm. my unconscious, I, Mm -hmm. I didn't feel safe. Mm. And so for eight months, we were back and forth in this tumultuous, unconscious lies and deception, but also a lot of love was in there too. And you got to name that. (laughs) Um, So Mm. we moved to LA, we got an apartment together and a car Mm -hmm. and a cell phone plan. My Mm -hmm. mom bought us dishes and a couch and we Mm -hmm. got furniture and we, Mm -hmm. we built this thing. And then I still kept having this feeling in my body. My body was like, this Mm. is happening. That's happening. Mm. You got to deal with that. And I would try and deal with it. And eventually he came to the truth with me. Mm -mm. And I remember the night he told me the truth, Mm. the clouds, like the clouds parted. Mm -mm. And I felt my body supercharging with energy. I, I felt like I was a superhero. I felt so alive. I have chills. Mm, mm. And, I, and I told him this in the moment. I, 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 I was coming back to life. I was resuscitated because I was living in a delusional lie. I was bought into his inability to be truthful with me. I, I, was, I was bought into that. I was playing that game. Mm. And my life was, was distorted. Mm. And so from that moment on... I began this practice of realizing everyone said, trust your gut, trust your gut, trust your gut, trust yeah, your gut. Fuck? I'm like, okay, trust your gut. You know, like that yeah. sounds nice. I was like, oh, shit, that gut, that gut's been telling <sighs> you for eight months. You moved across the country despite <sighs> that gut. <laughs> and so as much as like, of course, he was going through his process of, of you know, his shit, I was also going through my process of believing his truth Mm. over what I knew to be true in my body. Mm. And so it took that betrayal Mm. to wake up to how accurate my intuition is. Mm. That seed of enlightenment, that knowing. Mm -hmm. There is a knowing within Mm -hmm. each of us that just knows that attunement Mm -hmm. to what is true. And when something is off, we feel, if, you, if we listen, mm-hmm. if we have that courage to, to listen to what's going on inside here, mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. when something's off. It might be a job, mm-hmm. it might be a relationship, it might be a smoking or drinking or mm-hmm. whatever habit, mm-hmm. it might be a friendship. Mm-hmm. So that, that the book wouldn't exist if it wasn't for that because that's the central 
core element of wow. what I want to teach in the book mm-hmm. is for people to develop a relationship with that level of truth within themselves that already knows. That's right. Oh my God. I'm so moved by listening to this. Like, wow. And, and you know, I say this often, like taking a moment of gratitude for all of our pain, all of our trauma. And I know it can sound so big and so like, what the fuck are you saying, Seth? But I'm so grateful that you've that you've ripened this this enormously challenging seed that you're able to get through it and you've transformed this extreme trauma and challenge into an epic blessing and now it's a fucking book, bitch. <laughs> like <laughs> fuck. Yeah, and that I'm so moved by it. Mm. Oh <sighs> just listening to you tell this part of the story, I'm like, oh fuck. Because I've been I've 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 known about the story, but just knowing how much that story has oriented and being such a foundation for trust your truth, your your first book. Fuck. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you, you for this ex boyfriend. <laughs> you know, Omar Apazanadi. Thank you. May the highest wisdom awaken within you. That's what this mantra that I just said means. Omar Apazanadi. Omar Apazanadi. May mm-hmm. may ripen inside of him as fast as possible. <sighs> wow. Thank you. Would you say? Um. I had another question about the book, but I think you just delivered such an iconic fucking, oh, I'm like, damn, honey, my question about writing the book is not even fucking necessary anymore. I'll say I one wanna, more thing about please it. Please do. Yeah. So, so what I just, so the book is like, wove, the book is in alignment with the chakras. Oh, so I just described shit. the third chakra chapter mm. about your gut. So it's about finding your truth on every level of you. Oh my God. And so in each chapter, there's kind of like a big moment of, for me of a story like that. Wow. That's like a wake up reckoning. Mm, 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 mm. But then there's also yoga nidra practices and meditations and journaling prompts. So it's kind of like uh, s- stories met with practices. Epic. Met with the chakras. Wow. And hopefully by the end, bitch. <laughs> You're trust free. The truth. Yeah. <laughs> You're free to trust your truth. Yeah. Because our truth is so inspired. Our truth is so wildly inspired that we wouldn't we rather never listen because it's so wild. It's like that doesn't make any sense. Yes. Yeah. It's inconvenient. It's inconvenient. I love that language. Yeah. An inconvenient truth. I think that was Al Gore's climate change documentary from like 20 years ago. Like Oh shit. And it's 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 like that. It's like that's right. We ha- we're going to have to change our external circumstances oftentimes when, our in- when we actually mm-hmm. attune to what is true. Mm. It means that the outer structures that are, mm-hmm. that are in place because we're bought into the delusional lie, mm-hmm. those are going to fall mm-hmm. when you mm-hmm. trust your truth, mm. when wow. you walk that path. And so that's why it's courageous. Like mm-hmm. you're, you, you know this, mm-hmm. we know this, like the outer mm-hmm. world will reorganize mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. the inner world mm-hmm. transforms. And sometimes there's a karmic lag, right? Like the inner world. <laughs> I've got that yeah. lag, baby. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes there's a massive lag, you know, there's a mat. Like I say this often, mm-hmm. it's like, mm-hmm. can you change your, can you change your environment or can you change your mind? Oftentimes all we have is an opportunity to change our minds. And then later on the karmic lag catches up and then the, the, the outer experience, the outer reality, the environment, everything just as, as you just said, so beautifully falls away, changes, but the internal, um, you know, recalibration, the internal landing at trusting your truth has to happen before you can go around and say, you're a fucking asshole. You did this. You did that. It's like, girl, inside, honey, get to know that part of you so deeply and be so at ease with that internal, with that GPS. I think mm-hmm. you've said before this internal GPS. Oh, maybe it was some, another guest. Oh, it was Debbie Brown who was just here. Mm, <laughs> thank you, Debbie. Yeah, talking about the, the spiritual GPS. And mm-hmm. I think trusting your truth is the is a spiritual GPS. Yep. I just imagine while you were talking, like the karmic lag is like, you need like a facelift. You need like a lag lift to like speed it up, baby. <laughs> that is so true. That is so true. You know? Um, so do you think that one thing that's helped you to sort of land where you're at now with all these sort of betrayal and deceptions and, and heartbreaks and, and difficulties and traumas, um, what's the importance of forgiveness in all of that? Mm. 
Fuck. <laughs> like forgiveness, like I love thinking about the word as like you give for. Mm, mm, forgive, mm, you mm. give for something. You're mm, giving mm, something mm, when you forgive. Mm. Um, and you're giving yourself the gift of unhooking. <sighs> um it's the it's like the detachment, it's like the the letting go of that of that hook of mm-hmm. that attachment and it's like and it's a process forgiveness is a process like mm-hmm. grief forgiveness is like grief it's like delayering delayering mm-hmm. delayering mm-hmm. i had to grieve my ex mm-hmm. like in cycles cycles of grief just falling off of my body it, at first when i broke up with him it was, and I'm using him as an example. There's lots of forgiveness to talk about, but like, um, I would wake up in the middle of the night and grab for him in the bed. My mm. body thought he was still there. Mm. So I had to grieve in the, you know, my mind can know, okay, we broke up, we moved out, we did the thing. We, I live in a new place now. Like my, again, my conscious mind knows mm-hmm. and my unconscious has got karmic lag uh-huh. to the learning. Mm-hmm. So so part of it is just like is the, like who can I how patient can I be with myself as I grieve mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because this inner child this like this this uh, attachment you know I have an I had an attachment to him that was um, like a like a core need mm-hmm. there was a core need being met in that relationship and so my body had to unlearn. And so forgiveness isn't like, I don't decide to forgive. Mm-hmm. I, I let forgiveness work mm. its way through me by trusting that I, I, this is for me, I don't want to put this on anyone because people have been through a lot of shit and I don't want to tell someone who's been in an abusive dynamic that they That's should right. forgive the person in any yeah. kind of timeline other mm-hmm. than yours. <laughs> That's right. But for me, it's like, I, I, have to understand, come to the understanding of I needed to go through this in order to heal. All of my ex stuff was childhood stuff. It was my parents' relationship. It was my role in the relationship. It was my mom mm-hmm. is a is mm-hmm. an anxious attachment. My dad's an avoidant attack, attachment. I was playing my mom mm-hmm. in that relationship. He was hiding from me. Like it was, I was playing out my template. Mm. And so forgiveness for me is looking at the bigger picture of how his wounds and my wounds had to come together for us both to have this beautiful and terrible experience Mm -hmm. of reckoning with those wounds. Mm -hmm. And the part of me that forgives is the part of me that knows I had to go through that. Wow. Sick. (laughs) And I don't mean sick as in like, uh, I mean (laughs) sick like, bitch, I just gagged. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Because forgiveness is such a huge part of every conversation that I have on here. Uh, So thank you for that. And it's every single time we are bringing in experts like yourself on the show. um, Mm. We are learning a a new way of, 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 of embodying a forgiving state of mind, a forgiving style of living. So thank you for that. Yeah. There's something beautiful about knowing like we're all playing our shit out mm-hmm. and nobody's perfect. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people are going to hurt each other as we relate. And mm-hmm. so we we need to forgive each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes we need to, you know, definitely move on, let go of certain relationships. That's right. But if we can, when we get to the point, if we get to the point of honoring what that came to teach us, we let ourselves move forward and we set ourselves free so beautiful you speak to this in detail in the book right a little bit bitch i fucking hope you do because I, I, that is iconic maybe you can relate to this sometimes i have to read the book to be like oh what did she say exactly <laughs> when did she say it? that's right what I did mean, we delete that's right <laughs> what do we keep <laughs> oh my god honey if i tell you what the process has been like but that's exactly that and then you sit in an interview and someone like can you tell me about this chapter about this one thing i'm like oh that's cute i wrote that shit that's right that's a look honey let's go there i'm like okay yeah but like oh it's because you you know the, the 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 publishing 
world and, and books, it's it's such a long process, right? You write a book, a year later comes out or some shit like that, and you're like, oh, fuck, I've transformed so much. Am I still saying this? Do I believe this? You know, stuff like that. So Totally, I totally, <laughs> totally, totally. And, 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 and now I, I'm remembering in the fourth chapter, which is all about emotions and the heart, there's a whole section on grief and letting go. And I quote my friend Sarah, um, Sarah Montana, whose parents or sorry, her, whose mother and brother were murdered on Christmas Day, her senior year of college, by her, by her childhood neighbor. And she went on this wild spiritual journey of... I have what it chose. Oh my gosh. I, I interviewed her on Soul Feed years ago, and she has a TED Talk, and she, she talks about grief in a way that like only someone who's been in that kind of situation can. Mm-hmm. And she talks about like the process of writing a letter to the man who killed her mother and brother and forgiveness and grief and, and just really profound practice of, of what it looks like to forgive mm-hmm. um, and also what it looks like to have a spiritual relationship with her mom and her brother that's like she's living life like with them. Mm-hmm. They are like present in signs and symbols and like full body chills yeah so i tell her story a little bit in that chapter um because that example is just like mm-hmm. so potent mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's funny it's funny but also just like naturally perfect chapter four you speak about that chapter four in spiritually sassy my new book is the chapter on forgiveness Mm. the entire Mm. chapter is about forgiveness yeah and it was the first chapter i wrote in the new book Mm. you know it wasn't um it was the first chapter i wrote because it's the topic that i'm most familiar with Mm. it was you know depending who's asking what got you on the spiritual path depending who's asking depending what kind of presence they're offering what kind of time that they have i will say a variety of different things but um oftentimes when the person has presence and time to listen to my answer it was my inability to forgive um Mm. but and you know i just wanted to reflect it back to you um we're almost at the end of our show so I need to know, when was the last time you felt overwhelmed by depression or anxiety, any of these extreme states of mind, and what the fuck did you do to get out of it? Yeah. For me, it was last week. Okay. Um, I was mostly anxious, but when I'm in a spin of anxiety, it's like depression, and it kind of is like a back and forth mm-hmm, between mm-hmm depletion and depression and anxiety. Mm, mm, mm. Um, I just had so much on my plate. Um, I was really invested in the election and that had me really upregulated mm-hmm. and feeling really out of control because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you can't control mm-hmm. the, what's happening in the mm-hmm. world. Um, but I did my part. And so I felt invested. I also was leading up to my book launch and I had a three day weekend of school. And so I was just like, and it was my 34th birthday on Friday the 13th. And it was just all kind of coming to a head and Mm. I had more in my day than I could do. Mm. And I was just like, I, when I have anxiety, it's, it's in my body, it's in my gut, it's in my mm-hmm. heart. It's mm-hmm. like, I just kind of want to like get it out of me, mm-hmm. but I can't. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, like aside from the practices of like, which are so helpful, but sometimes like when the anxiety is so intense, like none of the practices seem to work. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. yoga, the running, the, like, it's mm-hmm. like, I can't get it to go anywhere. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's the lesson is it's not going to go away. How can I be with it? Mm. For me, it's it's talking to a trusted friend or a therapist. It's like it's the pick up the phone and the relating and like the sharing with someone like I'm going through it right now. I need help. Mm. I owe you this work that I promised you or this deadline. Can we change it? I hate to ask for that because I hate to be late to things. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, I need a break. Mm-hmm. Can you support me in getting a break? And then people are like, yeah, of course. Like, you're good. Like, like let's figure it out. Mm-hmm. It, so in, for me, it's like in relationship, I put so much pressure on myself mm-hmm. that just picking up the phone and asking for what I need and restructuring some things so mm-hmm. that I can like breathe mm-hmm. can become a number one priority. And it's when I don't let myself pick up the phone and ask 
that I carry all of it myself. Wow. And then it just gets worse. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I ask for help. Mm-hmm. So top thing for you, ask for help. I love the relating piece. That is so huge. Thank you for thank you for reminding us all about the importance of like relating, having another nervous system at the other end, another set of eyes maybe, or just it's through FaceTime in these days. Or um, so so huge. Thank you for reminding us that. Yeah. Um, thank you for that. And now on the other side of that, honey, what makes you feel sexy? Ooh. Yeah. And do you feel sexy right now? I do feel sexy right now. <laughs> yeah, because you're like delivering, honey. I'm like, <laughs> bitch, I'm gagged. <laughs> it's such a gift to be in the presence of like, A, another human, B, a beautiful human, C, I... an alive human. That's right, honey. <laughs> D, an awake human. I... A. <laughs> Go through the whole fucking alphabet. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, honey. <laughs> it's mutual. Thank you so much. Oh. What makes me feel sexy? I feel sexy when I show up. I feel sexy when I show up in my life. Mm. When I like am taking care of my inner inner child and being gentle with myself, mm. but I'm also showing up and being real and being the adult too, mm. as well. Mm-hmm. I feel sexy when I'm like, let's do this. Let's have this uncomfortable conversation. Let's get it off our chest. Let's talk about what's real. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel sexy when I tell the truth. Mm, my God, I'm melting. Keep going. <laughs> That's really it. Okay. I feel sexy when truth is in the room. Oh, shit. That is sick, honey. Please quote that. Talk about it. Do all the things. <laughs> Ted, talk about it. Go, honey. I feel sexy when truth is in the room. Hi. <laughs> What's up, boo? <laughs> is truth here? Because I feel sexy as fuck. She better be around, honey. Mm. Hey. Yeah, exactly. And when um, I'm twerking on the beach. Naturally. Honey. <laughs> at sunset. On a full moon. <laughs> oh, my God. Naturally. Yeah. So we're involving everybody who comes on the podcast to help us redefine what it means to be spiritual in the modern world. Mm. And so we're using the prompt, what it means to be spiritually sassy to you. Mm. Well, have you all heard of my friend, Sadi Simone? <laughs> <laughs> It's about you, honey. It should be a gif of you in the dictionary. Oh, my God. The the digital dictionary. Just like <laughs> fucking going wild when they look up sassy. Uh-huh. Um, I think like to go back to the beginning of our conversation, spiritually sassy means to weave together these worlds of discipline and play. Mm. Like we have to recognize that this shit's real. This shit's profound. Mm -hmm. This shit transforms. This shit deserves your attention. Mm -hmm. And also, like, never take the practices more seriously than, than, like, Mm -hmm. the expense of your joy. Don't let, like, your joy disappear Mm -hmm. in the practice. And, like, I think about... Here's what it means to be spiritually sassy. You you know... Do you know Mrs. Doubtfire, the old Robin Williams movie? Mm -hmm. So... Um, my, my family's from Ireland uh, and me and my mom and my dad and my uh, brother Patrick and my sister Molly, we all went on a trip together to Ireland. Okay. And my dad had a lot of anxiety about driving on uh, this like big minivan for our mm-hmm. whole family with all of our suitcases on these like tiny Ireland roads that are like the That's minivan right. was like bigger than the road sometimes. <laughs> That's right. And other side of the road, other side of the car. The driver's seat is I on know. the other side. That's so odd. So I was like, I'm going to drive. Okay. I'm going to drive my family. I'm going to take control. Like, I got it. I got this. Yeah. But I could feel my dad and, and, my, and my mom's, like my family's anxiety, like as we were mm-hmm. driving through these mm-hmm. roads. And this is like 10 days of driving. This is like a wow. spiritual journey with family. Shit. And so the only way for me to diffuse the anxiety was to be... You doubtfire, dear. <laughs> <laughs> so I'd be like spinning around these circles, like brushing like tree branches on the side. And I'd be like, oh, just hitting the side of the road, dear. <laughs> and so like play. It was it was play, and my whole family was laughing. 
And it turned this like intense thing of driving all over the country of Ireland into this joy. And anytime I'm with my family for an extended period of time, the next layer of of healing comes to the surface. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so I think spiritually sassy is to like be on that intense journey, but don't forget your Mrs. Doubtfire. That's right. Oh my God, I love that. Discipline Discipline and play. I love how you put this together. Thank you, honey. Tell us where we can find you. Oh my gosh. Find me on Sa De Simone's couch. Because <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm not leaving. Yes. Um. <laughs> uh, oh my God. And it's a nice velvet couch too, honey. Yeah. It's my. It's like an Irish green color too. That is. Kelly green. Is that what it's called? Kelly Maybe. green? Okay. Emerald. Emerald. Um, find me. Just find me. If you want to find me, you'll find me. <laughs> IG website. <laughs> Get the book, honey. Trust your Get truth. It. So go to trustyourtruthbook.com. Perfect. Um, we have a beautiful website that I'm so proud of that my web designer did. It's like a piece of art in and of itself. It's so beautiful. Wow. Um, trustyourtruthbook.com. You can find all the places where it's available. You can go to shannonalgeo.com. I'm shannon.algeo, A L G E O, on mm. Instagram. Um, and I, I want to connect with you. I would love to connect with more of the spiritually sassy people and like merge our worlds. Mm-hmm. Oh, we are, honey. Oh my god. Everything will be in the show notes, by the way. Links for everything is on here, honey. Yes. We love you, babe. Love Thank you. you for coming on. Thank you this for was having so me. delicious. I'm like, oh shit. We need a part two. I told oh. you at the beginning that we're gonna have a spiritual queer dating part two coming soon honey yes, more soon please well, thank you and go listen to sa on soul feed because oh, your yeah. episode is amazing that's true we did kick it hard in that one mm-hmm. we sure did on yeah. my couch from couch to couch that's right it's the way to go honey okay love you thank I you for being you. on thank you so much thank, thank you, you. blessings to everybody peace peace